0: for being here one more time. Acts chapter 10, verse 30. It's a lot of reading that we have to do. I'm going to get you, all, get you all to read with me because it's a lot of reading. I'm going to show you how much reading we have to do today. So it's a mini Bible study. <laughs> Let's go. I'll read, then you read. Uh, we'll read from 30 through 35, then we'll start in 44 and 44 through 48. Ready to read? I'm going to start and Cornelia said four days ago I was fasting until this hour and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house and behold a man stood before me in bright clothing
1: send therefore to Joppa
0: A call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter, he is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Mm, mm, Verse
1: 44.
0: While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word and they of the out with
1: many
0: of for they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God then answered Peter Verse 48 together. And we commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed. It it will probably take me the whole service to try to go real detailed in explaining what we just read. But I will give you just a synopsis of this really, really quickly. As quick as I can. So, some of us know the story. Others don't. Cornelius. A guy that was a leader, he had a little bit of money because he had servants. So he was a rich man with servants. He was a leader. He was praying for years, years praying. But the Bible never said what he was praying about. The Bible wasn't clear about what he was praying about. It just said he prayed always. And he gave to people. He gave alms. And one day while he was praying, he... Received a visitation from an angel. Saying Cornelius your prayers have been heard.
1: Send therefore men. Over to Joppa. And ask for
0: one called Simon. Who is Peter. He will tell thee what. You need to do. Now while he was praying that way. And the angel was ministering to him. Peter. Peter who was in Joppa, was also praying. And while he was praying, the Bible says he went into a trance. And he saw a sheep coming down out of heaven with four-footed animals and beasts. And a voice came to him and says, Peter, kill and eat! And he says, not so, Lord. I will not eat any unclean thing. That's what he said. And God said, or the voice of God says, don't call anything unclean that God has blessed. And he had this vision, he went back and forth. And finally, he accepted what God was telling him. While he was doing that, the knock came on the door. The men that was sent by Cornelius to inquire about Peter to come to Joppa. And so when he came to Joppa, Peter did, he brought some guys with him that were, they, they the Bible calls it, that were of the circumcision. Meaning, Jews that were born again. He took some men with him and they went to Cornelius. Now, here is the trick now. Be careful because some of us like to rush to judgment. Listen to this Cornelius prayed always and Cornelius gave to people. But Cornelius still missing or still didn't have some of the truth about the Word of God in his life. So the question is was Cornelius saved? Was he not saved? What was going on with Cornelius? And for those of you that's been living for God for a long time, you'd be quick to say Cornelius wasn't saved. I hear you. All I know is God answered his prayers and spoke to him. Prayers is not about who's saved and who not saved.
1: We were here Thursday. We talked about when we pray prayers of need, God responds. You say in your eloquent prayer because you know how to pray and there's somebody that probably don't know the baptism of Jesus' name. They probably don't know too much about the Holy Ghost. Probably don't know a whole lot about the one God but they're just desperate and they're just crying out to God, Lord, I don't understand all this but what I do know is uh, I need you.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the Lord, man because he will help us all how depending on how we approach him, it has nothing to do with my 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 pedigree it has nothing to do with how long i 've been walking with God. It has to do with how I approach him. The approach is what 's important, and so Peter came to joppa i 'm sorry, came to where Cornelius was, and when Peter came in. What we just read this morning was Cornelius telling Peter the story that he was praying and the angel of the Lord spoke to him and told him to send for Peter. So Peter said, hmm. And so Peter began to explain to Cornelius who Jesus is, that he's God in the flesh. He began to explain to him about the things God has done. As he was beginning to explain and he was in tune now speaking what, what, what he knew about God. The Holy Ghost, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell on them as it did the Jews when they received it. And they began to speak with tongues. It's time we get over that thing. Well, why we got to talk in tongues to say we got the Holy Ghost? Just always look at it like this. Because they spoke in tongues in the Bible when they received the Holy Ghost, I want to speak in tongues when I receive the Holy Ghost. Forget about all the other part. You know, we get caught up in, well, can someone have the Holy Ghost but not speak in tongues? Just forget about that. Did they speak in tongues when they received the Holy Ghost in the Bible? Yes. Well, guess what? I want to speak in tongues when I receive the Holy Ghost because that's what happened in the Bible. I am not going to try to explain away that that was for then, but it's different now. I am not taking that road. You can take that road if you want. I'm not taking that because you'll see in a second. And so the Holy Ghost fell on them. They received the Holy Ghost. And then they said, Can, is there water? Can h- any be hindered that they should not be baptized? And they went and baptized them. And that's where we are now. Now in Acts chapter 11, verse 1, says this. And the apostles and the brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Hmm. Interesting how this is being formulated. Verse two. And when Peter was come to Jerusalem, now that Peter had done his job ministering to Cornelius and his family, now Peter left. The Bible says, and when Peter had come to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision, again, the Jews that got born again, they that were of the circumcision contended with him. How in the world are you go do the work of God? Prayed people through to the Holy Ghost. Got them baptized in Jesus' name. And now your friends, your brothers in church are saying, why did you go over there and pray for them? And why did you go over there and fellowship with them? Verse 3 says, saying, thou wentest in to men uncircumcised, meaning men that were not yet born again. You went to uncircumcised men and did eat with them. God sent for Peter to go where Cornelius was to minister to him and he went and did it and people got saved and all his brethren could say is, why you ate with them? Why you went there with them? Father, in the name of Jesus, one more time, I pray that needs will be met here today and that the power of the Holy Ghost will destroy the yoke of bondage that, oh God, every captive will be set free today. That there will be liberation and the power of God will overshadow even now, Lord God. I sense your presence, Lord Jesus, and I pray, God, that your will be done and that we will not leave this place without your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. You may be seated today. I've entitled our message, God Does Not Play Favorites.
1: God Does Not Play Favorites. You and I live our life where
0: we don't realize that in our choosing and in our living and how we conduct our life, we end up, uh, having favorite restaurants. We end up having favorite things we like. We end up having favorite foods we like. And so we, we
1: live this life where we can, uh, we develop that, 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 that way of having Favorites, favorite this, favorite that, favorite this, favorite that. And so we have developed in our life things that we favor. And so it's easy for
0: us. To allow things that we have developed in our personal way of living, things that we have now oh, kind of allowed to become a part of our life as a regular normal individual, we we bring it with us when we get into the kingdom of God. And so now we become born again, and we're, we're we're trying to live a Christian life, but we've brought some things with us in how we see things. In how we respond to things. And those things are still in our life. We've been born again. Baptized in Jesus name.
1: Filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Talk with tongues. Understand there's one God. But we still have these. Characteristical flaws. That we still allow. To to, to to work through us. While we're living with God. While we're walking with God. And, and, and so they sometimes get the best of us. And one of the things that get the best of us. Is
0: having favorites. And so, we entertain that with the Lord. Sometimes, because of our stance, where we are, we allow ourselves to believe God is playing favorites. Oh, somebody help me this morning. I'm going to show you the scripture that we, listen, Bible says nothing new under the sun. So, I can read this book and just begin to say, we do it. And you don't have to agree with me. What's up, Chris? You have to agree with me, but the bottom line is, we do it because we're all the same. Looking good, Jazzy. We're all the same. And so the bottom line is, we can't read the Bible and act like, well, that's them. That's 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 them, but I don't mess with them. I'm not like them. We're all human beings. And what they did back then, we're still doing today. I know you want to feel like you're better than them in the past. You know we like to say the children of Israel how could they complain when they were walking through the, the wilderness and God was giving everything to how can they complain and oh, we would have done the same thing if we were there I know you want to think you wouldn't have done it yeah we would have complained we would have did, we would have been just like the children of Israel Hallelujah And so we measure our life a lot of times because we allow this, 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 this character thing of favorites. And, and so we're always looking. Oh my God, help me this morning. We're always trying to look around and see who is
1: favorite. Who is the favorite one? Who, who gets favoritism? The most. Who does this one the, the, the hang with the most? And who does that one hang with the most? And, and, and who is the favorite? We, we do it, whether consciously or unconsciously. Who, who are you rolling with? You know, it, are you with the in crowd? Because if, if, if you're with the in crowd, then you're, you're a favorite. We
0: do it in church. And so that favoritism thing has crept in. And so now we're living for God and we're still looking at that kind of behavior, that favorite favoritism thing. And so we think sometimes that God is playing favorite. Somebody say, God don't play favoritism. Yeah. God, God,
1: God the Bible says he's a just God. You can't be a just God and have favorites. The, the, the Bible says he's a righteous God. You can't a righteous God if you're playing favorites. So we need to get it in our heart and our mind this morning. No matter what you see, no matter what you think, no matter what is going on, you got to realize that God is not playing favorites. That God is not favoring somebody over you. That God is not saying, I prefer them over you. God ain't doing that because God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. God is a God that has no respect of people. We can't let that thing creep in. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says God loved us all.
0: Tell your neighbor all.
1: Not, not, Not some of us. God, God, God loved all of us. And he died for all of us. Somehow we want to think he died for me because I was good and I was good enough. He died for all of us. God loved the world. Every one of us. And he died for every one of us.
0: He didn't die for some of us. He didn't die for his favorite ones. My God, sometimes we think we're the favorite of God. And so... God didn't die for the favorite one. And I'm here to talk to some of you this morning that have allowed your self-esteem to go down in God. I'm here to talk to you this morning. Some of you that think that you
1: weren't good enough. Some of you that think that you just don't know if Bible verses is enough. Some of you that says, I can't pray just right. Some of you that are here today, I'm here to talk to you, to tell you this morning, I don't care who I am. I may be preaching to you this morning, but God ain't favoring me over you. God ain't no favorite, favoritism. God, he's not preferring me over you you this morning we want
0: people to feel like somehow because we come to church and we know how to pray the right prayers. We come to church and we know how to preach and we know how to play instruments. That God,
1: we are His favorite. And because you don't know how to pray and because you did wrong yesterday and because you 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 just don't praise and worship God in a service like you need to, that means that God favor me over you. But I'm here to tell you this morning, uh, there's not one person uh, in this congregation uh, that God is saying I favor you uh, over that one. It was not one because God does not play favorites. He loved the world. He died for the world. He didn't die for some of us. He died for all of us. Now here is where we get confused in thinking that God died for some of us. And whosoever believeth in him.
0: Whosoever believeth in him. That's where it gets a little tricky and twisty. Whosoever believeth in him, Tony. So what happens is God died for all of us, but only some of us believe in him. But he died for all of us, but only some of us believe in him. And so now we
1: want to think because I believe in him and you might not believe in him. I'm his favorite. <laughs> But I'm here to tell you this morning uh, if you believe and I don't, uh, you're not God favorite. As a matter of fact, you want me to tell you
0: something? I got a whole lot of stories today. I hope I can finish this because I want to finish quickly so I don't stretch out everything that I'm doing today. But the Bible talks about that the Good Shepherd left the ninety and nine. (laughs) <laughs> y'all don't want to mess with me this morning because I I'm tell- I stay in the book
1: y'all don't want to mess with me the good shepherd left the 99 the same people that was having church that was dancing and worshiping the good shepherd says they not sick they don't need a physician I'm going to leave them right there to worship and praise me but the one that strayed and the one that's sick and the one that's struggling let me go after that one because that's the one I need to reach that's the one I need to touch and that's what God is all about so don't you think God play any favorites God
0: ain't play no favorites so whosoever believeth in him it just says the one that trusts in him that's what believeth mean in this particular text whosoever entrusts their life To him. You will not perish. But have eternal life. Still don't mean you God favored. Because you trust in God. And I didn't. Still don't mean you God favored. Because God went up to the one. Let me tell you this story. Luke. Not you, Lukey. The book of Luke. I'm sorry. What's up, brother Luke? You good? Alright. Lukey, we purchased the airline tickets. We're on our way to Youth Congress in July. We on our way to Youth Congress, Lukey. We on our way. Amen. It was a struggle. Cause I was trying to be cheap, Luke. And I tried to do it through Expedia. And it was a mess. I should have just went straight to United. But it's okay. We got it done. We going, Lukey. We going. Luke chapter 15. Somebody better get the kid going to the bathroom by himself. Luke chapter 15.
1: Talks about the prodigal son. And I want you to. Give me your attention at verse number 25. Verse number 25 in Luke chapter 15 says this. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked that, he says, what these things mean. Verse 27, and he said unto him, thy brother is come. And thy father had killed the fatted calf because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry when the servant told the elder brother of the prodigal son that they're in there dancing and having a good time because your brother came home safe and sound. He got angry. What is wrong with us? Why we get all worked up when God is doing something in somebody's life and may not be doing it at that time in your life? Why we get upset like God's supposed to work in your life but he ain't supposed to work in my life? Why we get upset when we think God is supposed to treat you differently than somebody else because you think you're more worthy? Ah, Lord help us this morning. Why do we think that? The elder brother
0: got angry. Why are they doing that? Let's look at what he says as he got angry. And he was
1: angry and would not go in. He was standing outside while everybody was in the house having a good time celebrating that the brother that was lost, that was messed up, that was in the pig pen. He, He was home and everybody was glad.
0: He's standing outside mad. Oh, God help us. And so he outside mad and he won't come in. So his father went out to him. Isn't that like Jesus? Because me and you would have said, oh, you can stay out there and be mad all you want because you're stupid. That's what we would have said. We would have went out there talking about, let me see what's wrong with my son. So like, man, you stupid. Stay out there. Be mad. But that's not what the the father did. The father went out to talk to him and
1: he answering said to his father lo these many years do I serve thee neither transgress I at any time thy commandment and yet thou
0: never gave me a kid meaning never you never gave me not even a small cow that I might make merry with my friends you didn't have me to get a cow and bring my friends over and we had a party you ain't do that for me
1: but as soon, this is what the, the, the older son saying. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, he killing his brother. He, he didn't even just glance over at his brother's wrong. He says, "But as soon as my your son, my brother, as soon as he come and he was spending all his money with with with, with harlots." He, he was spending all the, the money you gave him just drinking and smoking and just, just doing all the wrong thing and, and, and hooking up with hookers.
0: He made sure he pointed that out. I, I read it. It's in here. It says, uh,
1: yeah. He, he wanted his, his brother that did wrong to look wrong. He said, look at him. Came with harlots.
0: Thou kill for him, the fatted cat. You know what he was saying? How can that
1: dude do all the wrong he has done and you treat him good?
0: Oh, God help us.
1: We better be careful if we don't understand who our God is. Because we want to think that as long as we stay in the church, God needs to be good to us. But the people that are not in the church or the people that have left the church, God need to treat them differently. God needs to treat them hard because they left, because they walk away, because they don't know God. We need to treat them a different way. And I'm here to tell you, God, don't operate like that. You better get over that stuff. You better not let that thing get the best of you because it will cause you to get bitter if you think God is favoring somebody and you've been in the church and you've been faithful and God is favoring somebody that has not been faithful to him.
0: They committed this sin and committed that sin and they did this and they did that. They ain't right. We get out the Bible a lot and start operating on our own because when you start talking like that, you're not in the Bible you know not a listen the Bible says we're sinner bound if there is no sin
1: going on there ain't no grace you don't want to hear that, but I'm telling you, if people ain't doing wrong, then God ain't got to give no grace. But I'm here to tell you this morning, when we mess up, that's when we experience the grace of God. And we need to give people a break and love them and pray for them and help them to know God. Love them just as
0: much as we love you. Tell your neighbor, God love you just like he loved me. Verse 31, he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It is meet that we should make merry and be glad, for thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost is now found. Let me tell you what the dad said to the son. Straighten him right out. Because God is like this. And this is just showing us how God is. It's not whatever, whether that's real or not. It's there so we understand how God operates. And so what, what God is saying is, let me break it down in our terms. If you stay in the church and you never left or you don't leave, your inheritance is secured. you good. What are you worried about? Here. you here.
1: You, you, you're going to inherit all of what I have. So what are you worrying about that person that took their inheritance and...
0: God help us today. Oh God. We not understand that the younger son took his inheritance and he left. You know what it meant when he comes back? He don't have that inheritance anymore.
1: But He was smart enough to know, I don't need no inheritance no more. I'm just glad to know that I'm going to have eternal life. I'm just glad to know that my life is back restored. I'm just glad to know things are working out for me. Because before this, I was in the pig pen. I was eating slop. And what I'm doing right now is better than what I was doing before. And so I don't need no inheritance. I'm just coming home to my daddy. I'm just coming home to my family. I'm just coming home to say, God, I'm here. I'm going to live for you and I don't need nothing else just receive me and allow me to have eternal life you got all the inheritance and you weren't about the person that spent up theirs because
0: we're worried about favorites you, 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 what let me tell you something we got to pray every day about this heart that we have. There's stuff in this heart that ain't right. And it gets exposed when the, when the heat gets high. When the pressure gets turned up on you, your heart gets exposed. And what, what I'm here to tell you is that older brother of the prodigal
1: son, yeah, he was faithful and he was home but, and he was doing right. Uh, but guess what? It wasn't really in his heart. His heart wasn't right. Just like Job's heart wasn't right. This man, even though he was home doing the right thing, his heart wasn't right.
0: Because if his heart was right, when his brother came home, he wouldn't have responded the way he did. We got stuff in our heart that we need to say, God, I know my heart is evil. I know my heart got some stuff in it, Lord. But God, I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want the situation to cause me, Lord God, to act out those things that are in my heart. So I ask you now in the name of Jesus
1: Christ to remove out of my heart everything that is not right. Remove out of my heart all the evil, Lord. Remove out of my heart all the deception, Lord. Remove out of my heart the darkness that is in it, Lord God. And God, I pray that you Purify my heart! Created me! A clean heart, oh God. Because every one of us
0: in this room, I don't care how holy you are, I don't care how righteous you are, the Bible calls your heart evil and deceitful and exceeding wicked.
1: That's your heart and my heart. The day that you think you got a better heart than me, you're deceived. We all got that heart because Adam, he messed up. And now we all got that heart that is just messed up. And the only way we going to make it is when we stay before God. And when we realize we all got a messed up heart, and the only way we can make it is if we're with God. Then we will start being merciful to one another. Then we'll start being gracious to one another. Then we'll start being kind to one another. Then we'll start to pray for one another because we'll know that our hearts are all messed up
0: God don't play favorites all of our hearts are messed up Adam messed it up if you want to be mad at somebody when you get to heaven deal with Adam Say, man what were you thinking man you made us deal with sin that whole time because you wanted to let Eve do what she wanted man dude Go talk to him when you get to heaven. But while we're here, we don't have nobody to blame. Because Adam is not here. We don't have anybody to blame. The elder brother, man, he he had something wrong in his heart. Uh, He he needed some stuff. He needed God to help him there. And so we got to realize God don't play favorites. And so let me go where I'm going to go so I can take this thing to a close. We started out reading the book of Acts, and we were reading about how the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost like the Jews received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And so verse 45 is the text that I wanted you to pay attention to in Acts chapter 10. And verse 45 says, and day of the circumcision, they, the Jews that were born again of the water of the spirit, which believed were astonished I I, I took a pause when I read that why they astonished if they received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost and they talk with tongues why they astonished now that these Gentiles are receiving the Holy Ghost You, you don't want to answer that in your mind why were they astonished they were amazed oh my goodness
1: the Gentiles, how do you get the Holy Ghost like us?
0: You know why? Because we like to think that God favored us. Oh God, somebody help me this morning. What happened was they thought God favored them. Because you got saved before me, it don't mean God favored you. Oh man. Because you received the Holy Ghost before me, it don't mean God favors you. I, brought, I, I introduced my wife to our church and she got the Holy Ghost before me. And she came all the way up and down from Mount Clear. And she was hitting church on the weeknights while I was at Rusty Scupper working. And she got the Holy Ghost before me. One, 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 of, the, one of them Sunday mornings, Holy Ghost move. And boy, she received the Holy Ghost and I ain't get the Holy Ghost yet. I know she probably thought back then, mm, God liked me more than he liked Wayne. <laughs> she got the Holy Ghost before me. You know? She probably in her own little time thinking God liked her better. I got the Holy Ghost for him. He told me about the church. Look at me now. I got the Holy Ghost. I talk with tongues. And he still struggle. Look at him at the altar. Crying and ain't getting no Holy Ghost. Something wrong with him. God got a problem with him. <laughs> oh, it took me a long time to get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He won't favor none of us, baby. We're just the same to him. He loved you just like he loved me. He don't love you no more than he loves me. And he don't love me no more than he loves you. God, don't play favorites. They of the circumcision were the Jews who had been born again of the water and the spirit. And are now following after Jesus Christ. They were amazed that the Gentiles were able to receive the Holy Ghost just as they. They were amazed that the Gentiles were receiving the favor of God. Oh, I'm supposed to get the favor of God because I pray every day. Oh, I'm supposed to receive the favor of God because I go to church more than you do. They realized that the Gentiles was
1: God's favorite just as they were God's favorite also. (laughs) It's been that way ever since the beginning. Somehow
0: we want to think that God is favoring somebody over the other. Can I show you one more scripture before I close? Genesis. Here's another situation about favorite. Genesis chapter 4. In the beginning. Verse 3 says. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought up the fruit of the ground. An offering unto the Lord. And Abel. He also brought up the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. So both men brought a sacrifice, an offering unto the Lord. Cain brought the fruits. Abel brought A living animal. A living sacrifice. And they both present it before God. Back then when you present a sacrifice unto God. When it's consumed by fire. It means God approved of that sacrifice. If fire don't consume it. It means God is not approving that sacrifice. So the fire came down. whoosh, And burned up Abel's stuff. Yeah. No fire came down to burn up. Cain stuff. So Cain got mad. See how we do? Because they both have an altar. Your altar, my altar. Whoosh. we're we looking over. Look at your own altar, bro. Don't look at somebody else's altar. See how we do? We've always done that. So don't tell me you don't compare yourself. You compare yourself. So Abel was over there doing his thing. Whoosh. Cain over here. Nothing going on. He got mad. Why you, why you let the, the fire consume his sacrifice, Lord? Why Why? Why no, no? And the Lord said, the Lord said, Why art thou wrath? Or why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? <laughs> I love the Lord. He, he liked to ask questions. We'll do well if we ask questions. That's the pattern of the Lord. The Lord knew everything. Said, why are you angry? And And why... Your countenance. What's wrong? The Lord know what was wrong. But God is always trying to lead us to understand what's going on. So, the Lord asked him what's wrong. He didn't respond. Cause when you know you're wrong, you don't have nothing to say. Verse seven says, if thou doest well, it's the Lord talking, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire. Remember we preached about desire last week? And thou shall rule over him. Now, I believe Cain thought that God was not being fair. Lord, I'm presenting a sacrifice. It's not like I'm not presenting a sacrifice. I'm presenting one. Why are you, why are you, why you approving his and not mine? Cause I'm presenting a sacrifice. And God says, if you, this is what God said, let me translate it for you. If you will do just like your brother did, I will accept yours too. So what's the problem? And the Bible says, the Lord said, if you continue in that way, sin is waiting to just jump on you and rule you. See, we don't realize that when you do one sin deliberately, it invites more sin and more sin and more sin. We don't realize that we have to deal with our sins one at a time. You have to look at them and deal with them because when you when you allow one to come, it just keeps on going and going and going. And the only way to stop it is to go back and say, where am I messing up here? And deal with that, where am I messing up at? Because that one messing up will call you do two and three and four and just keep you going and going and going. The Lord showed us this when it came down to Cain. And Cain got angry. And the Bible says he rose up and killed his brother. Remember I told your heart? You think Cain thought he was a murderer? <laughs> Listen, I teach down at Mercer County. Your heart will break when you have decent conversation with these guys that are incarcerated. Like sensible conversation. And they got triple homicide. And you're trying to figure that out in your brain. I'm talking to this guy Friday evening. And he's just as casual as casual can be. I fight. I, I, I contest every everyone of my case. I take them to trial. I take all my cases to trial. Because the state is going to have to prove that I'm on my third homicide. But they're going to have to prove that. But we have this great conversation about God. How does that work? How does that work? It works because our heart is messed up and we don't realize it. And all it takes is the situation to be so difficult for us. All it takes is for pressure to come into our life that we don't know how to handle. All it takes
1: is for things to work where you don't have an answer and things are just out of control. And you'll find yourself doing things that when you get done doing you're like, why, how did I ever do that? But because you never rectified it, you kept doing it. That's how you get a triple homicide. If there is no repentance, let me tell you something. Repentance is the only thing that changes God's will and changes God's mind.
0: Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. I'm going to give it to you. You can stop God from doing something if you repent.
1: I'm going to destroy Nineveh, Jonah. Wipe him off the mat. But I'm going to give them one more chance.
0: You go and preach to them wicked people over in Nineveh. Go preach to them. And tell them if they don't repent, I'm destroying this place. Guess what? Jonah was like, man, I'm not going over to them people crazy in Nineveh. (laughs) We know the story Jonah tried to run. The Lord said, no, 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 no. Man, I can go all day. But I'm going to let you out in a second. This is how much God... Do not favor people over people. The evil city Nineveh. Before he destroyed them, he gave them a chance to get it right, bear.
1: Me and you, we'll be like, and for all the wrong they did, oh no, wipe them out. And God wouldn't wipe them out until he gave them a fair chance to get their self back in order.
0: And so he finally... Get out of here, Jonah. You're going to go preach like I told you. And so Jonah went and preached. And every single thing in that city repented. And Nineveh never got destroyed. Repentance will stop God in this track from destroying or doing whatever. If something is wrong and God is getting ready to bring judgment. If something
1: is wrong and God is getting ready to straighten it out. If something is wrong and God getting ready to bring the smoke. You got a way to stop it. All you got to say is Lord here I am. I'm a wretch undone. I messed up and I sinned against you. But today i stretch out before you and I ask God that you forgive me of my sins. Forgive Forgive me for what I've done wrong! Forgive me for what I've done in thy sight! Will you forgive me? And God changes every Everything changes when you do that Everything changes when you repent Everything changes uh, when you go to God And ask for forgiveness Everything changes uh, Why are we holding on to stuff uh, Why are we holding on to stuff uh, And thinking that Oh I know I'm right We like to be right But right can send you to hell Because you won't repent And say God Even though I'm right I'm not pleasing you repentance changes everything if God is ready to wipe you out because of all the things you feel like you've done wrong
0: oh don't you worry my brother all you got to do is say God I'm a sinner the publican and the sinner went to pray in the synagogue and the publican he was a religious guy Lord I pay my tithes Lord I pray three times a day Lord, I thank you for blessing me. And that's his prayer. And then the sinner, he went before God and did like this and said, God, have mercy upon me for I am a sinner. And the Bible says, God says, the sinner that came and says, Lord, have mercy on me because I'm a sinner. He went home more righteous. He went home righteous. And that other one, he didn't go home righteous. Now you ready to talk to God? Because when you think that you can go... Just tell God how good things are and everything is going, and you think you righteous God is saying, Are you kidding me?
1: You need me. And we all need God. And we talked about Thursday that prayers of need is what we need to bring before God. And when you go before God and petition Him because of need that are in your life, we need to be delivered from sin. We need to be saved. We need to know who God is that He's one. We need the gift of the Holy Ghost. We need to be baptized in Jesus' name. We need mercy. We need need grace. And when we go before God and begin to pray and petition God for the needs that we have, God will respond. God will say, I hear you, daughter. I hear you, son. You are calling me because now you know you need me. You go home looking all right. But go home today and tell God,
0: I woke up this morning. I fixed my kids their breakfast." I drove the church, I prayed, oh, and the word was pretty decent, and so, God, I thank you today, and I bless you today, God ain't interested in that, Amen. he's glad that you took care of your children, he's glad that you go to church, he's glad about all the things that you said you did, but God is not interested in that, God wants you to come to him and says, Lord, I heard some stuff that I got to work on. <laughs> Can you help me? Cause I I realize I'm messed up. I I realize there's stuff in me that gotta get out. I realize it's not, I need, I need to be changed, Lord God. I need, I need to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I've been kind of religious and don't even realize it. I've been kind of doing things in a religious way because all I've been doing is just saying stuff, Bible words.
1: But God, I'm not coming from my heart. I'm not digging deep. I'm not calling on you. I'm not realizing that this is a real relationship that you are real. And that you are who you say you are And I realize I've got some issues I've got some concerns Lord And I don't want to leave The church Lord God Without something deep down Getting changed in my soul I need to know how to repent Lord I need to know God How to experience your strength I need Lord God To get a deeper relationship with you It's not just A religious practice It's not just religious Religiosity to me, God. It's relationship. It's relationship. It's going into an in-depth relationship with you.
0: Here is something you need to catch. Here is something you need to catch. Here is something you need to catch. We always make it seem like the things of God are harder than the things we do. That's why we don't do it. Come on, come on, talk to me. We don't do the things of God because we think it's just harder than what we do. What you think was harder? Go get a sacrifice that God was going to be pleased with, or raising up on your brother and killing him? What's harder?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we 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 don't realize we deceive ourselves so often. It was just so easy for Cain to say, "Oh." All I got to do is just do what he
1: do. Okay. And just go do what he do. And it's all done. we moving forward.
0: But he getting mad. Because he thinks that God is being playing favoritism. And so he, okay, so that's how you roll God. I'll show you. No, you're not showing God. You're going to show yourself. And so he thought he was trying to be the man. Oh, okay. Is that how you roll God? He must ain't know who God was. I don't know if Adam told him enough that he needed to know. But he should have listened to his dad. And so he got mad and walked away. And later on found himself killing his brother. When we don't repent of our sins, we'll do things that we never thought we would do. When we allow the wrong that are in our life to keep on having its way. And we don't deal with it. We're going to do worse and worse and worse. And we're going to find ourselves so far away. But you're never too far away. You're never too far away. You're never too far away. Uh, You're never too far away. God don't play favorites. If Cain did what was required of him, just as his brother did, he would have received the same favor. But his disobedience, his perception that God was playing favoritism, in favoring his brother over him. called him to kill his brother. Let me tell you this. God dropped this in my spirit when I was studying. Disobedient people and self-centered people always think there's favoritism going on. I'm just telling you what God dropped in my spirit. Disobedient people and self-centered people Always think that some kind of favoritism is going on because they think so much of themselves that if they're not getting what everybody else is getting, something is wrong. Yeah, something is wrong. If I'm not getting this and you're getting it, something is wrong because who are you? I'm supposed to get that too. So that's a self-centered person. Who do you think you are? And then someone that's disobedient like Cain here, I'm not doing that. But then you see the other person getting blessed and you get jealous and you kill him. Disobedient people and self-centered people will always find themselves thinking there's favoritism going on. When you're disobedient and you're self-centered, you will never receive the favor of God and you'll be mad at everybody else that do. I'm finishing up. Last scripture. Romans chapter 2, verse 8. But unto them that are contentious. And do not obey the truth. But obey unrighteousness. Indignation. And wrath. Tribulation. And anguish. Upon every soul of man that doeth evil. Of the Jew first. And also of the Gentiles. Look at verse 10 though. But glory. Honor. And peace. To every man that worketh good. To the Jew first. And also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of person with God. Stand with me. There is no respect of person with God. God is here today. He's right now in this room. You don't have to see him, but I'm telling you he's here. And God is here right now. To let us know that all of us here are his favorites. What he
1: does for you, Brother
0: Fox. Brother Darrell, he's going to do for you. He's not going to do for you, Brother D. And not do for Brother Fox. But here's what it takes. He's going to do... According to our obedience
1: to him. He will show you all of the favor you need. According to your
0: obedience. He loves us. He died for all of us.
1: And there is no favorites. But favor in God. What God do for you. How God treats you, He loves you.
0: That's no doubt. But what God wants us to know is will we obey Him? Will we trust Him so we can experience the favor of God? As God was preparing this, I said to the Lord, Lord, what is your message? Because you've got to always ask God, what is he trying to get through? Because we can be humans and we can preach, preach, preach and, and miss what God is trying to say. And I ask him, what was he trying to get, get through to us? And what the Lord is trying to get through to us this morning. Listen, listen up, listen up, listen up. Here's what God want to get through. The things you desire of God. God wants to do the things that's deep in your heart that you desire of God God wants to do but God is saying will you just trust me and just come to me with a broken and contrite spirit with total confidence that I'm able to do exceeding and abundant Will you just come to me and stop holding on to what you've been holding on to? And stop doing things the way you've been doing them. God is talking to you now to tell you, don't you think he's going to do special things for this one over here not that one? He says all he's doing, he's just waiting for you. Look at the
1: Cain and the Abel situation. He's just waiting for you. When the Bible talked about the prodigal son, when he was coming home, the Bible says, we didn't read this part this morning, but that whole story, the Bible says, the father saw his
0: son afar off. You know what God is trying to let us know? Even when you don't even realize, he's waiting and looking for you. He waiting in bated breath, in anticipation, saying, come on, my son.
1: Come on, my daughter. I want to do in you what you desire so badly. I want to work in you a work that you desire so badly. But today I'm calling you to say, come to me
0: and I will do it. Because I am no respect of person And I don't play favorites And you don't have to worry about Who else I'm going to do and not do in their life Because I'm going to do for you Just as I will for the next person And so for the next five minutes If you can come to the altar And just give yourself to God Just, just, just surrender to God Please somebody Don't just go to church and make the word be a good word God is not impressed with a good word
1: God loves you when he wants change to take place in your heart. God loves you when he wants deliverance to come into your life. God loves you and he wants to help you and strengthen you. God loves you and God is not being a favorite of anybody else. God says, I'm a favorite of you. I'm a favorite of you. All of you are my favorites. There's not one in here today that God is favoring over the other. And so God wants you to know that if you will come humbly, if you will come truthfully and honestly, and you will just forget about everybody else and, And just put yourself before Jesus and say, God, I call on your name today. Will you just go beyond yourself today? Will you just just go beyond your your pride and go beyond all your hurt and just stand on God's word today and say, Jesus, here I am, here I am, here I am, here I am. Jesus, here I am, here I am, here I am. Oh Jesus, here I am, here I am, here I am. Somebody talk to the Lord today. You don't have to say any eloquent prayer, you don't have to say any prayer. That's just so great. All you got to do is pour out your heart, your heart's desires, and what you feel and what you desire of the Lord. Will you just pour out before Him today and say, Jesus. Oh, yes, sing that song. Sing that song. You you all need to sing it like you believe it. Sing it like you believe it. Because He does love us. He does love us. He wants to do for us all exceeding, abundant, and above. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, help us today. Touch my brother, Lord. God, let him know that he's just as special to you as anybody else. <laughs> oh God, you want me to tell you? You're special to Him. You're special to Him. Oh God, let him experience Lord God your tenderness. Let him see how much you love Him and how much, Lord God, you want to do in Him and for Him, Father, in the name of Jesus. Touch him in a special way today, Lord God. I pray that you'll touch.